This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal 2, the app for actors. Want to learn your lines fast? Be off book for auditions? Explore your characters and make stronger choices? There's an app for that. Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of Inside Acting. My name is Trevor Algott and on this podcast we interview actors, writers, agents, managers, filmmakers, directors, producers, personal finance gurus, voiceover artists, fitness gurus, uh, YouTube stars, basically uh, anybody at all involved with the entertainment industry. We sit down, ask them questions we'd like to know the answers to, ask them about their journey and listen to what they have to say, and then we stick that uh, that interview out there on the interweb in an episode very much like this one, for free, uh, for you to listen to and enjoy, and hopefully learn from. And uh, AJ and I are just two dudes that's decided to start this thing because we wanted to meet these people and hear what they had to say. That's really all there is to it. If you'd like to learn more, hop over to our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. On today's episode, we have the first, I'm sorry, we have the second part of our uh, chat with Chris Gordon and uh, his employer, Randall, of Honey Badger Don't Care fame, a little bit of a YouTube star uh, on the show today. So make sure you guys stick around to hear part two of my chat with them. So hey everybody, welcome to episode 137. This is Trev, I'm flying solo again this week. AJ and I could not seem to get our schedules synced up, Um, but his show is up and running now and uh, he's got a lot more free time, so hopefully we will be able to sync up uh, in the future pretty reliably. Uh, In fact, we're going to hear from him in just a minute. Uh, He sent over uh, like an iPhone recording that he did just to kind of keep us all updated. So I'll play that in just a moment. But before, uh, we do that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Daryl, who's one of our listeners who sent in uh, a little donation to kind of help keep us going. And Daryl really appreciate it, man. Daryl is clearly one of those people that gets that this podcast takes a lot of time and energy and manpower and in many cases, dollars and cents. So, um, thank you so much, Daryl, for keeping it going. If you are listening to this, not Daryl, but you, everybody else, are listening to this and thinking that uh, you've been meaning to donate to the show and contribute to the uh, kind of production costs because you appreciate what we're doing, now is a great time to do it. Head over to our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a little kind of PayPal donate button. Just click on that and uh, feel free to send over a one-time donation or a, uh, like a, a monthly recurring thing. So let's hear from AJ. He's got a little uh, update for us on how things are going over there in New York land. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, hit play on this. Hey, IAP listeners, AJ here. What a crazy, crazy, crazy week and weekend it has been. I think I talked a little bit on the last episode about the 
previews and that whole experience of of Heather's you know, equity allowing for four hours of rehearsal during preview time, but then the producers paying us for overtime. So we were rehearsing like six hours a day, which basically meant that since we started tech, we've had essentially 12 out, 12 plus hour days every day. Um, and it, it's been a very challenging experience, but also a very, very rewarding one. All that hard work definitely pays off, and a lot of the compliments that we've been getting on the show are how clean the show is, and you can't get to a place like that without um, a lot of rehearsal. It all culminated in our opening night last night, which I'll talk about the next time that Trevor and I can actually get together, but between opening night, the final previews, the 12-hour workdays, and the fact that Jasmine and I just moved from one part of Manhattan to another, it made it pretty challenging for Trevor and I to get together to record this week. So that's why I'm sending in a little snippet. I miss the regularity of our uh, recordings, but I'm very excited to get back to that now that we are going into our eight shows a week, regularly scheduled program. And what else that means is that my life takes a a new shift, another chapter. Moving to New York was obviously one chapter, but I haven't really had an opportunity to explore the city, explore the market, learn everything that there is to learn because I've been working every day, six, six days a week for the last seven or eight weeks. We're dark on Tuesday nights. I think I said that before. So we we're working Wednesday through Monday with two shows on Saturday and two shows on Sunday. That means that my weekdays are completely free. And that leaves a lot of time for exploring, potentially auditioning, potentially meeting casting directors, agents, whatever uh, connections, and networking and 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 relationship building I can do while I'm while I'm in the show. And right now my my end goal, well not end goal, but one of my goals is to book you know some guest star roles on television shows that are shot in New York so that I can not only beef up my resume but also beef up my reel and have a lot more ammunition in my pocket should I choose to return to Los Angeles, I can not only say, you know, here's my beefed up resume, here's my beefed up reel, and I'm just coming off of this hit show. So um, a lot of the reviews are coming out right now since we just opened. More stories to come about opening night later, as I said. But um, I'm, I'm in this place of not knowing whether or not I want to read the reviews. So if you hear good, bad, or, or ugly... I guess my request is don't let me know for now. And the next time that Trevor and I are face to face time, I will have a little chat with him and explain where my head has been with regards to reviews. So that's the quick update on me. I'm so excited about this new chapter of my life and so excited to share it with all of you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much gratitude and love and acknowledgement for for being our our loyal listeners and contributing your ears 
hearts, minds, emails, voicemails, etc. to the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. So good to hear there's like a, a plan of attack and that things are kind of starting to settle down for him. I am seeing ads for Heather's the Musical everywhere. In my email, in the Hollywood Reporter, in Variety. I'm seeing them in, you know, flashing banner ads around the internet. It's it's kind of crazy. So congratulations, dude. Uh, I know I've said that to you like a million times before, but really excited um, and uh, inspired and proud of you. So that does it then, I think, for this first part of the episode. We're going to jump into part two with Chris Gordon and Randall of Honey Badger Don't Care fame. Enjoy this, guys. There's some really great stuff, and I'll, I'll catch you on the other side. find that, that that your duties as i guess randall's assistant is encroaching on your goals for yourself uh i used to and sometimes uh i feel that way but now i'm realizing like it's just a matter of time management like I, i'm able mm-hmm. to step away and focus on my stuff uh my own projects and things like um i'm working on this project now called socal public arts which is really fun uh, where it's basically found footage from either the late 80s or 90s from a PBS-type show, and it's just uh, like a variety show. Uh, of found footage from like 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, basically, in, uh, in th- uh, this is something I would love you to be involved too, perhaps. Like I, just, it's, I want it to be a playground for actors and, mm. and, and actresses to just really get back to to playing and having it. It's, it's we- it looks weird because it's like Adult Swim-ish. Like, I uh-huh. think it'd be a good fit for Adult Swim, but ideally, I just want to put it out there and just, uh, the idea is one actor, actress plays a uh, host while the other person plays six different artists on the show. And uh. just as they're about to interview, one other cuts out. Uh, so I think it's, it's a great form for someone. It's just like playing and just having improv. And I just, I love improv so much. Yeah. Um, these days yeah. I'm really all about collaboration. And I feel Randall has been too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just the other day I filmed with the Epic Mealtime guys. Do you know Epic Mealtime? I, I don't. Epic Mealtime. Oh it sounds God. familiar, though. So. It's these three crazy guys mm-hmm. that just cook wild meals together. They just made... They, I, I was just there. They made. They put fast food into pretzels. They made pr- huge-ass pretzels and stuffed it with hamburgers and pizza. And it was wow. delish. I, it was delish. It's like a burrito. Like a- so for me, it's I, I too, I am really interested in collaborating with people because I feel that that's also a great way to get the audiences that you may not have had. Yeah, I think it's really smart. We had a guest at the very beginning of the podcast. I think it was episode four. It's a friend of mine named Doug Bressler, and he has a, a company that does animation called Duke Tunes. And he was kind of unknown, but his 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 kind of formula at the beginning was he would sit down with his friends and just record audio of them telling these ridiculous stories, and then he would animate a cartoon around it. <sighs> so cool. And it was really great. So it was kind of improvisational, and he yeah. would make these hilarious kind of visuals. But not a lot of people knew about his work, even though it was great. So this was right wow. around the time when Ask a Ninja was really big. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah. he actually reached out to those guys and said, I'd love to interview the ninja 
and then do a cartoon of oh him. Oh my god! And so the whole audience for Ask a Ninja came over and was introduced to Doug's work. Wow! As a result of that, and so I think collaboration is yeah. is, is extremely underutilized, especially in like a YouTube era. Totally, you know. Yeah, you just cross platform. You know, you're, yeah. you're cr- yeah. I'd rather cross promoting. Like, uh, you know, if if we do a video and. Uh, we're working with someone else. Then in the link, you could, there are ways that you can link back to one another's pages. And yeah, I, I just, I'm just so uh, amazed that like right now, folks, you know, it really means a lot. Like these uh, studios and networks are, are are looking to YouTube to see views. You know, and, yeah, uh, you know, it's the uh, social platforming jump to television is. Uh, is really it's it's true it's like real you know there's i actually uh we we both attended this panel recently on uh web tv versus tv on the web and it was just so informative and it just blew my mind and that's where a lot of this stuff came out with regards to you know these days i found out another thing is like a model has been to you know you make a feature you know anyone can make it nowadays it's great you can make an independent feature on your own uh but you show 10 minutes of it on youtube and then you go back and you can sell it on Amazon or iTunes. Right. That really helped. Like you get, that helps like so much, you know, just yeah. having like a snippet up on YouTube and then, uh, you know, it, you just sell your film that way. Like you could just have digital distribution, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. And for like three, four bucks, I mean, that's nothing, nothing. For, for most people to, yeah. to shell out. Right. <clears throat> uh, and you get enough people to do that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. really smart. Ed Burns did that uh, with his film Newlyweds. It was oh. like an incentive to sign up for his newsletter. Wow. He signed up for the newsletter, and then he he linked you to the first ten minutes of that film. And that was so really good. smart. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad you're speaking into this because we talk about this a lot on the show. That I, I believe that in 2014, every actor needs to have some producing chops, mm-hmm. some writing chops, yeah. some editing chops. Like we've, we've got to be multi-hyphenates. For sure. 10 years ago, I think if you were a multi-hyphenate like that, it's kind of like you were too scattered. It's like you need to pick a focus. That's exactly right. Uh, and that was, that was, I mean, it's true. I mean, you really have to have, you know, it really helps to know all this other stuff. And I mean, I think it's just like, uh, you know, even like having a podcast and doing stuff like this, it's just like, it just helps. It helps networking. It helps to get mm. to know uh, other other people that are doing the same things that you do. And uh, it's all about getting getting it out there. And I think that the more that actors are aware of being able to produce and write and do everything on their own, uh, it, it, it helps take off that pressure by not having an audition every three fucking seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... It's okay. You you have your own thing, and that's that's what I really love about it. It's like you, it, this is your own thing. You know, you don't have to worry about uh, the powers that be or this agent or that manager. You can just sort of go for it and go on your own. And it's going to help the other things. You yeah. Know? yeah. So so like Laura and Melody can turn around and be like, "Wow, that was great!" Like you know, now we know, and you could you know you ship it off to people. And it's, again, it's uh-huh. just like uh, for me, you know. As much as Randall has been a pain in the ass, he's uh, that it's been a great calling card. There's no question. I mean, I can go uh, take a meeting simply because you know I worked on this thing with him, which is just great. Right. You know, 
So is it is it difficult because you're repped by LNL, yeah, Chris and Randall, you're repped by WME. Yes, it just seems like such a strange because WME is such a huge player. Yeah, you know, and LNL is is a more boutique agency that I, I hadn't heard of until I met Jen. I mean, I you know I think in general, tell you what's nice about it is like it, because it's a, a smaller outfit, they they you know, they really keep an eye on everyone that they work with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you know, it's nice. I can't speak for Randall, but it's nice to be able to just speak to someone. Sometimes from what I understand, like with the bigger players, you can't like CA or whatever. It's like impossible speaking to the person who represents you. So mm-hmm. that's what I like. And also that they're just focused, that they get what I want to do. And then that they're able to work with me on that. I, I just feel sometimes, uh, and I, again, I can't speak for him, but like, you know, I, I don't want to feel a uh, little fish, a big pond, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I know yeah, no, that's, and that is exactly sometimes how I feel. Like sometimes I feel like once I do, uh, you know, I am able to get a hold of my agent. Uh, I just feel like some, like, Oh boy. Like I just feel guilty. Like I shouldn't be really? asking you to look for work from. Yeah. Cause it's like, why sh- you should know what to do, <laughs> you know? So then it just makes yeah. me feel bad, but they are, you know, my experiences has, has so far been fantastic. Uh, I do love again who I'm working with, but, uh, there are times, and I think that's just the case. That's just the way it is. Like I'm not George Clooney, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like Julia Roberts. I get it. Uh, but sometimes you do. You do, you like to feel like you are just as important as they are as well. Sure, sure. And you're on a roster with them. Yeah, which is great. Well, right. I think Julia's uh, CAA. Okay. But- I had a I had a crazy. I was going to be with CAA, but they were just nuts. Uh-huh. Nuts. They blew so much smoke up my tuchus. Really? And then at the end of the day, it was just like, all right. Yeah, it's just crazy. Oh, we'll do this with you. We'll do that with you. I actually, I posted, I have a, I think a, a not a Vine, but there's Viddy. Do you know Viddy? It's like Vine. No, I haven't heard of it. I posted a Viddy of this, a, a snippet from my meeting with them. It's just insane. A I was just, of the actual meeting? Yeah, my manager was in the room and he, I didn't know, but he was filming with this camera. No what was going on and I'll show it to you. It's, I got to send it to you. It's crazy. I'm basically sitting there and uh, you know, I want to be in a tub with Ryan Gosling and ba 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 ba. And the guy's like, Oh yes, Randall, you got it. <laughs> Just making it sound like the sky's the limit. Wow. Yeah. I said, wow. I wanted to horseback ride with Julia Roberts and he said, done. I'm no so crazy. Way. And then nothing ever happened. Did, did, did either of you feel like you wanted to call them out on it? Well, I did, but I just kept my mouth shut. And then I got a phone call from them where they said, oh, you know, a lot of these agents, the big agencies, they have um, annual retreats, right? Where they just gather all the agents that work so hard and they go on a retreat. I don't know if you folks know this or not, but they do. Uh, so CAA had a big retreat and they're, you know, and they invite the stars to come. But usually what they do is they film something like a, a special something while they go for three days to Maui Waui or whatever the hell they go to. Uh, so they, they'll film with their talent, right? So they'll ask, like, Julia Roberts and Colin Farrell, just come. Come and shoot this thing. So they shoot this thing, and then they screen it at where all all the agents are, right? So they said, Randall, we really want you to narrate something. It'd be really funny. Like, we're just going to show you a montage of some of the agents, and just go off on them. Just go off on them. <laughs> Seriously. And I didn't know who any of these fucking people were. I didn't know which way was up. And I said, okay. Like, I went in. Um... And they wound up not using it. I spent like four hours there. And then I found out that they wound up not using any of the footage they filmed with some... Like, some people they did and some people they didn't. But apparently, you know, when they called and told me, listen, thank you so much for coming in. 
uh, but we're actually not using any of your stuff. I said, oh, that's fine. And they said, wow, you're being so kind about it. We just spoke to blankety blank and they were a total bitch. So apparently like, you know, they asked different people to do things and some, some of them were cut and they couldn't handle it. The fact that, but for me, I was just happy to do it. That's the thing. Like I'm just, you know, as much smoke as they blew up my took us like, I was just happy to create and go wild with them. And somewhere that exists. And maybe behind closed doors, they shared it with whoever. Uh, for me, it was a fun experience just to get in the sound booth and to do this thing. And, you know, I, this is just an example of some of the th- You know, a lot of the things I don't... I, I won't do for money just because I love the exposure and I just love being able to play. You know, for me, I just love making people laugh. So if I can go into a room and it's not going to go anywhere, but I'm just going to make people laugh, like, I, that's a win for me. Huh. That's a win for me. I, yes, yeah, I can't. I'm not like that. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I have a baby. I, I need money, you know, uh-huh. and like I can't just go in a room like you do and just do that sort of thing. That's because you're an asshole. For me, I just it's really the experience of making people laugh and making and just having a good time. No, that's just because you're naive. I'm not an asshole. I don't. I think I don't think Trevor. Would you, if someone asked you to go do something that took up four hours every time, would you just go do? Would you go do a four hour VO if you knew it was going to go nowhere? If I knew it was going to go nowhere, I mean, well, let's I, say you I, didn't know. Okay, let's to okay, be fair. Yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know what it was going to do. Yeah, I mean, if it was for folks over, at, you know, CIA or something, I mean, you yeah, would do I it, think right? I'd probably put in the time. Yeah. Okay. But then, what if you yeah. found out it wasn't going to go anywhere? Would you be upset? I mean, I think I'd be disappointed, but I, yeah. mean, I wouldn't like throw a fit about it. Yeah. You know, it yeah. happens. It's the entertainment industry. Exactly. And the entertainment industry is just nuts and they make you wait yeah. forever. But he, you know, this guy never gets upset with things like this. You know? <laughs> well, I do. I, I get a lot of the stress, you know, like if I, if I don't hear back from a client or something we're working on, like I just freak out. Like everything in this town takes forever. Uh-huh. Like, You'll, you'll, you pitch something and then like, it's just like crickets for weeks. You don't know right. what's going on. Uh, but he doesn't care. Uh-huh. You, don't, you never care about that stuff. No, why should I? I just did it. So I just have to wait. When this video came out, the first the Honey Badger video, which is the one that kind of launched everything, mm-hmm. people came to you guys? Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. People would write us either through YouTube, like you could send someone a message on YouTube. Right. That, and then also Randall has a uh, page on Facebook. People would write messages to that page and say, hey, I'm reaching out from blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just amazing. Like, through social platforms, people were... And it's funny, because on the YouTube channel, I think we have uh, his manager's information, but people just kind of bypass it. It's very rarely that Mm. the managers will get anything. Um, Yeah, people just reach out directly, which has just been really... It makes me wonder if I could just approach people, you know, in the same way. And I have. Like, I've I've tried, and it just... uh, It's weird. Again, like I feel like in this ins- this entertainment industry, like it really is just uh, it's a big waiting game, and nothing really means anything until like you see your name in credits. You know, mm-hmm. we took out an animated idea for a show. We worked with Harlan Williams uh, called Honey Badger You. Great idea, really funny. We had the head writer of Futurama working with us. Uh, Comedy Central sat on it for a year uh, wow. before ultimately telling us no. You know, wow, uh, and that was crazy. And did they give what was their reasoning? By the time I mean they waited so long. By that time they had Brickleberry, which was kind of an it's an animated show about an animal that's a wise ass too, I guess, uh, and that's what ours was. That and they had new they changed presidents. They got a new president. So apparently the word on the street was just you know just clean slate any projects that were on the table. Mm. They're like I'm the new person, which just kind of sucks because we did have people. We had people at Comedy Central that loved the idea and they were really rooting for it. 
but then ultimately it didn't mean anything once they got this new person. You know, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking because yeah. then once that happened, then we took it out. Then uh, Randall and William Morris work out a deal, and then they then they're going to the other networks. But uh-huh. then by that time, I feel it's like too late, and it pretty much was like yeah. you know either that or people didn't understand like what yeah. what's going on, you know. Because there are some people that still haven't seen Honey Badger, and that's actually what I love. I love when someone hasn't seen Honey Badger. I love getting these new views. You know, I think it's just so much fun when mm-hmm. someone's just like, "What? What's? What are you talking about?" You know, uh, and uh, I've definitely encountered a lot of times where I'm talking, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, do you know this?" And uh, they're like, "No, what the hell are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Yes, like that's going to be a new view, and someone's just going to—that's like a new set of eyes on it, you know, customer almost." Yeah, it sounds like you're yeah. just like hitting a new market, as yeah. it were. Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's been cool. Like we've also also stressful is uh, we've had the good fortune to be able to uh, work with merchandisers and have do mm. a bunch of shirts. Yeah, that's all you like can this. get. So you can buy your own stuffed animals. And <clears throat> yeah, stuff talking honey badger dolls, yeah. and that's been great, but also really tough because as soon as the video came out. People were doing it anyway. You know, people uh, were had the shirts. So, uh, you know, we, you know, had to put out a bunch of cease and desist and take that down. Da, 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 oh, jeez, which wow. is just nuts. So you've got a legal team now and everything. Oh yeah, which is just uh-huh. crazy. Wow. I mean, we've recycled through a bunch of different legal teams. Yeah, but it's it's really crazy. I mean, it really is. Like, if something goes viral, uh, you just we a, a team was assembled, like a real team. You know. All of a sudden, Randall has agents, managers, uh, legal team, and it was just like all these people at once, you know? Mm. And I felt like in the beginning of the whole thing, everyone was just trying to figure out what to do. Like, what can we do with it? Well, we got to brand this thing. How can we do this? And da 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 da. And kind of nuts considering that we were just having fun, you know? <laughs> By your own words, Randall failed playwright. Yes. And then, and then Chris, somebody who's a little more technical in scope and a little bit more entrepreneurial, yeah. uh, it seems, this one thing that you were just kind of playing around with <laughs> yeah blew up and i mean i don't think that's an impossibility for anybody anybody listening to this i think the lesson here like you said earlier like you're realizing that you just got to keep plugging away just constantly yeah. be in motion constantly be creating stuff and it, it's funny you mention this because this has been in my brain i've been reading this book called write publish repeat which oh. is about self-publishing on the kindle platform and right. amazon and i i picked it up because it seemed like there'd be some takeaways for you know an actor who's creating their own content and, sure and stuff like that. And the the thing that they drill into your head over and over and over again is that, like, it is not easy. It is hard work. You mm-hmm. have constantly got to be creating content. Serialized content mm-hmm. is really what they stress. Correct. And then yeah. leading people to the next product, yeah. as it were. Leading them right to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. And it's just a never-ending kind of thing. But if you want to be working, yeah. uh, that's the way it goes. And it's you, really interesting. And, and you think about it. There's You don't ever really arrive in this industry. Yeah. You know, you make one bad movie and all of a sudden you're out on the street again, yeah. you know? So it's like yeah. you kind of constantly be leading people to the next exposure. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think, you know, and that explains how, you know, Ali Sheedy goes from War Games to Breakfast Club to, uh, I don't know why. I just <laughs> out. But I think she's a good example. Like, you know, and I, even after like those movies in St. Elmo's Fire, like you don't hear from her for a while and then she comes up in <clears> high <throat> art. What was that? She was great and she won a Spirit Award. I mean, it's yeah. just, it is plugging away no matter what and I think that that's really... Uh, there are so that's what's great though I think in this day and age again uh, that you you can you can you can fail and it's okay you just you can keep going you know like one video is not going to be as good as another or maybe one audition isn't as good as the last but like you just keep forging on and eventually 
something's going to stick. You know, that that's what folks want to see. It's just mm-hmm. like you're able to keep producing content and doing things. And once they see that, then you know they're really excited. You know, there's so many entities and websites and whatever, what have you, on online these days that really are looking for content. Like, and now. Uh, you know that you see uh, House of Cards on Netflix and all these things. It's like t- what you know. It's funny, like TV media in uh, film is now like traditional. Like they call that traditional. Mm. You know, uh, how funny is that? It's so funny. It's just uh, it's, it's a, like one step removed from like classic. You know, yeah, it's like traditional. What does that mean? It means outdated yeah. somehow. And I guess that's yeah. what I was going to say. Was uh, I have a buddy Pete Harris who works for uh, Penguin Books and. His, uh, he's kind of a pioneer in that his sole responsibility really is um, assembling and funding properties for print with the intent of having it go to either TV or film. Now, that to me I find very interesting because we are living in terms of self-publishing and getting it out there. It's, it's more than just, uh, oh, this would make a great book for Kindle. It's, oh, this would make a great book for Kindle, which could be a great web series, which mm. could make a great TV show, mm-hmm. you know? And it becomes this whole thing. And like Twilight or yeah. Harry Potter, like it really just becomes, you know... Its own franchise. Yeah, yeah, it becomes everything, I think, I'm not saying all, every book, but a lot of books and authors these days are looking for, you know, the, the franchise effect. And, and that's another way yet that, uh, you know, even even the publishing industry has just completely changed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I see so many books that end with the word chronicles or trilogy <laughs> or, yeah. or book yeah. four or whatever it is. Like, it's so interesting. Yeah. Well, this is this has been really really great. So, yeah, what's awesome. what's uh, any any kind of big projects uh, on the horizon for either of you guys? Well, I'm working. I'm about to launch a gaming channel. A gaming? That's channel? right. I get to. I play games. I'm playing uh, video games. Like, oh, but I'm playing old school. See, in the, uh, there's a whole society of YouTubers that love games, and they always play video games. So they play the Xbox and PlayStation Four, and they film themselves, right? And they get hundreds of thousands of views. <sighs> it's amazing. So we, we're talking about like 16 year old kids that are just living off the fat of the land, right? Because they're uh-huh. monetizing these videos and they're great. And also, there's so many video game companies that love it because it's great exposure for them. And they see, other kids see how the games are played and they're going to want to get the game. So I figured I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and I'm going to play video games too. So I'm launching my own independent channel aside from Chrissy's channel, so I don't have to bother him. And I've been I'm I'm I've learned a lot from him. So now I'm just going to produce this thing on my own. So what I've been doing, wow. yeah. So I'm just producing these videos <clears throat> where I sort of talk about what's going on in my experience, and that's what they do. They're called walkthroughs, where the the person that you're wa- you're watching the video game, but you're watching the person play through the game for the first gotcha. time, perhaps or something. But I'm going to play old school games because I'm terrible at today's games, like Call of Duty and all these things. I don't understand. Yeah. And they have like, so many buttons. <laughs> I'm just going to play Pac Man and Missile Command and Joust and things like awesome. this because no one no one's doing that. No one's playing the old school stuff. And I may even play Monopoly with friends. Because that's the other thing. It's like gaming, gaming. But like, uh-huh. what about board games? Yeah, yeah. All these kids forget about the board games. Board games are highly underrated. Very underrated. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of fun. So much fun. Yeah. There's nothing like just opening a box and you open up that board and Little it's pieces. so much. Yeah, yeah. the pieces. <laughs> Who has a dog? Where's the dog? Who has the top hat? It's just like <laughs> amazing. You spin the thing and there's, sometimes there's money and dice. I just love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting to do that. I'm launching that soon. And I've just uh, I've been producing and helping out with 
uh, Chrissy's projects. Like, uh, I, we just launched uh, Mom and Son Dog Walkers, which is a web series about Chris and his mom walking dogs, oh, okay. which is very silly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to branch off and do things like that. But for the most part, still narrating and still... Still pretty. Right I actually we recently shot uh, uh, over at YouTube Space, and that's something that we Love forgot that. to mention. The space is amazing, amazing, just down the street from here. Actually, yes, yeah. yes. So that's another thing is uh, you know Chrissy's been uh, he, he blessed with the uh, ability to go there. All he has to do is book time, and he could just go use their equipment and the sound stages. And Rich, this place was home to Titanic. Like they shot some of Titanic and Avatar. Avatar. Shot there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's old Howard Hughes's airplane hangar, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, cool. So you know we're going to go in there, and I have a series of Randall rants. We're going to shoot more in there, and and basically anything that he does, like I just try to help out and produce and, and, and you know spread the word because with with all the social platforming and stuff that I have which I love I may I'm I'm psyched because then I just get to promote other people's projects and things like this and that's very fun for me and I really love doing that yeah. uh, so that's what I've been up to and then I, and I've been just filming and trying to do uh, more production so like SoCal Public Arts uh-huh. uh, I definitely am blessed to have the, you know be able to use YouTube space and I'm just oh I just yeah. love it there so much my, uh, that my friend Doug we talked about earlier is, yeah. is, is in the creator class yeah. the current creator class for that so yeah. he gets over there a lot too so cool uh, yeah. and the fact that they you know they offer classes in the red like to learn the red camera uh, and you can be, become certified which is great. Now, normally those classes are like thousands of dollars just to touch the equipment and everything, but they're doing okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. YouTube and Google, they're yeah. doing okay. And I think it's great that they're just giving back to the community that made them who they are by saying, go for it, you know, come yeah. here and create. And Are you afraid that Randall might take off and with this video game thing and maybe cut you out of the deal? Man, or? I don't know. I don't know. Not to put you on the spot, Randall. But. <laughs> Who's Chris? Who's Chris? <laughs> Oh, this guy? No, I'm, yeah, he's whatever. He's okay. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So we have we have two questions we like to wrap up with all our guests, uh, and they're they're a little bit out there, so um, they always get interesting answers, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. So the first one is: uh, Do you feel like this career path chose you, or do you feel like you chose it? I feel I chose it because I've always enjoyed. Uh, narrating things. I love utilizing my voice for things and I love animals. So you know what? When Chrissy said narrate this, I said, you bet. And I chose to do it and I love it. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think, I think like my present career path chose me. I mean, I, uh, this, the only, I can compare it to, you take a boogie board out in the ocean and you just don't know what the hell is going Mm -hmm. to happen next. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel this whole thing has been. I I definitely feel it chose me. Cool. And then the second question is, if you could distill all your kind of experience and the things you've learned and the pitfalls you've either avoided or not uh, into one nugget of advice to pass on to somebody who's kind of on a similar journey, what would that nugget of advice be? Do you want me to go for it? Yeah, you go first. All right, listen. Never stop. Never stop. Don't listen to any bullshit. And you just keep on doing what you have to do. 
That's the that's the best advice I give you. Did you ever read Outliers? You know this. Oh book yeah, Outliers? I love okay. Malcolm Gladwell. It's that idea that you put in time, you put in time, you put in time, hours, 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 and then boom, eventually something's got to happen. Because if you believe in something enough and you own your craft and really own your craft, you know the Beatles. It's it, as pointed out in that book. They're not an overnight sensation. Those four lads were at it for years, and they practiced until their fingers bled uh, at a very early age. So. For, you know, that, and that's, you know, recently I read something from David Grohl, and he said something along the lines of, you know, all these people that are going on American Idol to become a rock star, right? Or um, The Voice. They, it's annoying to him that, they, you know, to be in music, like, takes years of practice. Like, you can't just walk into some place. You wait eight hours online with 850 people, he says, to, to for the chance to become an overnight sensation is just, it's foolish. Mm. And so uh, my advice really is just keep plugging away, like never stop. Right on. Chris? Uh, I think, yeah, that's really good advice to not stop. And I think it's also important to focus on what you want to do, especially these days, because it is so easy, as we were saying, to do a bunch yeah. of different things, to self-publish, to do this, to do that. But... Uh, at the end of the day, they st- I feel folks still like a focused person or a focused artist. It's okay to do a bunch of different things, but I think you know when you ask, "What are you working on?" Like it, people just you know the powers that be love to hear that you're just working on one thing. So I would say you know yes, don't stop, but also just try to find a focus in exactly what you want to do and find out. Just try to find where your passion lies because I've definitely been screwed. Uh, taking that path before, just like oh, I could sing in a band and I could do this and I'll act and it it it's always best to just focus on doing one thing. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, when I look at people's Twitter profiles and stuff and it says, (laughs) you know, 16 different things. Yeah. I I mean, some of them are funny, but some of them are like, they're serious, you know, like, Oh, I am a poet and I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm a singer and I'm a urban cook. And I'm in, you know, like, yeah. And the list goes on and on. Yeah. I don't know what, to do with them. And so I don't want to follow them because I'm like, I don't, uh, it just seems like a lot of noise to me. Yeah. But when I've got like 12 time, you know, medalist for Olympic speed skating or something, right. I know I'm going to get some cool <laughs> tweets on that topic. Yeah. When I've got like somebody who's like a writer or an actor or a musician. Yeah. It's like, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. Otherwise it's just, it's just a bunch of like noise coming at me and I'm like, I, I need some yeah. specific, I need specific input in my totally. life. You know? See, even, yeah, exactly. So, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I, and I think that's why, it, it just really is important to be able to say, and that's what was hard for me, like on LinkedIn, you know, like here I am setting up a profile on LinkedIn. For me, at least, like I want to be able to say at least three things, you know, like, you know, writer, actor, producer, you know, something right. like that. But man, you're right. Like there are some people that are up there with like a bunch of different titles and uh, it gets lost. You get lost in the shuffle because yeah. they, because ultimately I feel like then as as you're doing and I'm doing, we're not really taking, you're not being taken seriously for any of those things. So mm-hmm. it's better to just choose a couple or one, you know, and then, and then be taken seriously for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then have a piece of work to back it up. Exactly. Yeah, a calling yeah. card sometimes. Right yeah. on. Right on. Well, this has been fantastic, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. For, for oh, taking thank you. the time to, to sit down. It. If people want to find out more about both of you, where, where can they go? Uh, YouTube.com slash CZG123. CZG123. Cool. We'll link that on our website. Great. Great. And uh, is there, you you guys have Twitter accounts, right? Yes. 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 Follow me. Okay. Cool. (laughs) I'm at Randall's Animals. 
I'm see well, he's, that's the other thing. He has like so many followers, and I have like, I mean, like a thousand's a lot, but like whatever. Right. To this guy, uh, I'm at CZ Gordon. My middle name is Zane. Everyone tells me, oh, you should use your first name, your middle name. But or then, what, you know, like, is it, like, is it, who's that? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Yeah. Deborah Zane. Deborah Zane. Walk into Zane Pillsbury and yeah, own the place. Why not? <laughs> My name's on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right, cool. We'll make sure we link to, to you. the YouTube channel, the Twitter profiles on our website. We'll definitely link to the Honey Badger video so people Great. can, can check, check out the video that launched a thousand videos and Randall, your career. Launched a thousand paws. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So, again, guys, thank you so much for coming by. It's thank been you. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right, guys, hope you dug part two of our chat with Randall and uh, Chris Gordon, his assistant. <laughs> really great dudes. A lot of fun. Uh, got a little awkward there at some points, as you could as you could hear. But, uh, you know, Randall's just one of those guys that gets a little worked up about things and there's no stopping him. Thankfully, Chris knows how to handle him. Um, but uh, really thankful to have those guys in the show uh, and to share their experience uh, and their um, thoughts on really where things are going. And uh, where they see, um, you know, opportunities for actors, uh, especially, uh, you know, people like that listen to this podcast. Our audience, I think, is very DIY centric. You know, we're very much focused on creating our own opportunities rather than waiting for our opportunities to come find us. And uh, Chris and Randall are very much the guys who create their own opportunities. So valuable stuff. Uh, hope you dug it. Thanks for sticking around. Pick of the week. So my pick of the week this week is uh, a little software plugin from my buddy Gadali. It's called Flex, and I, you can find it online. I'm sorry, I think it's called Flux. Actually, let me find out super quick. Flux. It's F dot L U X. I think if you just type that into Google, you'll be able to find it. And it's essentially a, a piece of software that changes the hue of your screen automatically based on the time of day, and it does it almost imperceptibly. So during the day. You have a very kind of bright, almost like bluish screen. It's got a bluish tint to it. And studies have found that the more we are, our eyes are exposed to that bluish tint, the more it kind of uh, combats the natural circadian rhythms and sleep patterns in our in our brains. And so, what this software does is it as it, it actually finds your time zone and where you are in the country or in the world. And then it gradually changes the hue of your computer screen to a more kind of like orangish, soft, uh, um, dimmer glow as the day uh, goes on. So if you're one of those people who spends a lot of time in front of, the, front of their computer, um, this is a really valuable thing, I think. And uh, I actually installed it last night and found that it was great. It, it was actually really soothing to be in front of my computer late at night because the screen was uh, just it was just different. It was just kind of more reddish and, or orangish, and it, was, it kind of looked like a, a setting sun. And uh, I had no trouble sleeping. Not that I usually do, but um, I think there's a lot to the whole, you know, um, electronic light messing with our brains late at night kind of thing. I, I really do. So I try to keep away from electronics after a certain uh, point in the day. So yeah, Flux, really cool piece of software. I believe it's available for both Mac and Windows. Uh, AJ did not send in a pick of the week. Uh, I didn't ask him to send one in. Um, so I guess both of our faults there. 
but um, I'm sure he'll be back with one next week. Adra um, did pick did uh, send in a uh, pick of the week, which is the book True and False by David Mamet. It's one of those books that I think should be in ever every actor library. I don't have it and haven't read it yet, actually, but uh, it's one of those books that's definitely on my list and that I will be picking up very soon. Thank you, Adra, for the reminder. I'm not a huge Mamet fan, but I do think he's got some really valuable stuff, and I, I do enjoy some of his work. Um, and from what I've heard of his kind of acting philosophy, it doesn't totally resonate with with mine, but I think it's valuable to just have the perspective of, a, of another person, someone who's clearly been very successful and is kind of a modern uh, legend, living legend. So thank you, Adra. True and False by David Mamet. That about does it then for episode 137. Thank you for listening. If you guys would like to um, learn more about the podcast, donate to the podcast, find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, leave us reviews, that kind of thing, you know where to go, insideactingpodcast.com. Feel free to shoot us an email, insideactingpodcast at gmail.com and or leave us a voicemail at 213-2-ACTORS. That's 213-22-ACTORS. Two eight six seven seven. We love hearing uh, from our listeners via voicemail and, and getting their voice in the show as well. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us a ring. Uh, that's it then for episode one thirty seven for Cesar Gamino, our production coordinator. Jen Levin, our I'm sorry, Cesar Gamino, our technical producer. Jen Levin, our production coordinator. AJ Meyer, our co-host. I am Trevor Algott, your co-host, and we'll see you guys next week. This episode of Inside Acting has been brought to you in part by VO2Gogo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2Gogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO2Gogo.com slash start.